Welcome to Cocktails and Capital, the working on your business podcast that feels more like grabbing a drink with your best friend. I'm your host, Sarah Tatum, that best friend. I'm the owner of Tatum Accounting, where we invite our clients to take a vacation from their bookkeeping. In this podcast, I'm going to give it to you straight. Talking points and vague tips, we don't do that here. There's a bunch of noise out there in the entrepreneur community, especially when it relates to finances. And when you're trying to run your business, you just don't have time for that. And I know that you would rather be doing literally anything other than recording expenses and logging into your accounting software. So I'm bringing you practical advice without any of the fluff, just like your best friend would. So turn the volume up, grab your gin and tonic, and let's dive into this week's theme. Cocktails and Capital. Thank you so much for tuning in today to learn about some of the financial habits that we should all be using in our businesses. Um, I just want to say thank you guys for being on this journey with me for these 14 episodes. I really, really appreciate your listenership and your feedback and just everybody's general enjoyment or non-enjoyment. If you don't like it, I apologize. (laughs) Um, But I just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in every week and listening Um, And I hope that everybody is getting some sort of useful information out of this podcast. Um, And I will continue to do it. If you have any tips or suggestions for podcast episodes in the future, I would greatly appreciate it if you would email them to us or send me a message on Instagram and I will work on new podcast episodes for you guys with your suggestions. So today we're talking about uh, some financial habits that should really be implemented into everybody's lives, uh, business lives, um, in order to make better financial decisions, figure out where we're at pricing wise, revenue wise, everything like that. Um, and the number one question I see about this is, can my personal habits just translate over to, uh, my business habits? And yes, essentially they can, um, having good financial habits and good financial Um, routines is not just something that we want to do in our personal lives, but we want it to translate over into our businesses as well. All the data and all the reporting that we get from these financial statements, it's going to mean next to nothing if we don't know how to read the statements and then if we don't know how to properly use our money that our business is earning. Um, And so a couple of things that good financial habits look like for a small business is in the same way as a personal financial habit, kind of living within the means of what the business is making. So just like you want to live within your own means on your personal finances, you want to live within those means on your business finances. This is really, really hard, right? Um, There's so many shiny apps and objects that we want to spend our money on. I also have a tendency to get distracted by shiny app syndrome, as I like to call it. Um, And anything that I think is going to make a difference in my efficiency or my productivity um, or just generally make my life easier, I 100% will probably buy that app. And that's something that I've had to personally train myself to kind of take a step back and reevaluate. Is this really something I'm going to use? Is this something that's going to benefit me in the future before I just spend the $30 to $40 a month that most of these apps cost? Another good financial habit that we want to have in our business lives is the point of investing in saving. And that essentially, again, on the personal side, we all know that we should be saving our money. Um, 
and you know rainy day funds and everything but we also want to invest in our future invest in our retirement and things like that and that can easily easily be translated over onto the business side if you're self-employed and you're a sole proprietor there are so many um, investment options for your future like um, a SEP IRA or a simple IRA both great options and then also you want to be saving part of the profits that you're earning whether it's for your estimated taxes uh, quarterly or it's just to have some funding stashed away for the business um, and that way in case any major purchases do come up you have a little bit of a reserve stashed away in order to help you get through either a hard time or a large purchase or anything that you kind of need to have some reserve funding sitting around for. And then the last financial habit that is really, really good, and I've talked about so many, 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 many times <laughs> on this podcast is having confidence in the numbers that you're seeing in your, in your bookkeeping. So if we're not maintaining our bookkeeping on a regular basis, then we're not able to get the data in our financial reports that we need in order to make our decisions for the new year, new quarter, new product. Um, there's so many decisions that revolve around having a good bookkeeping system, a good bookkeeping routine, and reviewing those numbers and making sure that you understand what those reports are telling you. Now, this is really similar to what we want to do in our personal financial habits with reviewing our checking account for any fraudulent transactions or two large transactions that may have come out, um, reviewing your budget to make sure you're in line with your own budgeting for your personal finances, and using those budgets to make decisions for next year um, or to make quicker decisions on larger purchases that you might want to spend your money on. So you can kind of see where the personal financial habits really translate into your business. And so if you can solidify these habits on one side, whether it's your business first or your personal side first, it will translate over into your other aspect of your life. In doing some research for the podcast episode today, I was Googling as I normally do and <laughs> came across some financial habit myths uh, that I kind of like to address because I feel like they have been kind of pushed into our brains and that they're possibly something that is you know, sitting around in your brain right now as we're thinking about financial habits and changing our financial habits for personal and business. So one of the first ones that I think we see a lot on TikTok, Instagram, all these other things, and some certain authors have done a really uh, great job of perpetuating these myths is that if you want to cut back on your spending, you want to save more money, that you have to stop buying the things that you generally enjoy buying um, and something that really just kind of fills your bucket up. Um, and one of the most common examples that I found of this is that if you want to save your money, you have to stop buying lattes like from Starbucks or something. Um, and that's generally not the case. There are other aspects of your life that might be costing you more money. Um, and you might, yes, need to set like a budget for those Starbucks lattes and make sure that you're not buying too many within a month. But the fact that you're trying to save money and that you're trying to be a better steward of your finances, personal or business, doesn't mean that you have to just completely stop buying anything that you love um, or anything that you like. You don't have to stop buying clothes. You don't have to stop buying those shiny apps for your business. Uh, you just have to kind of 
do a little bit more research and see if maybe there's a cheaper alternative. See if there is a maximum cap to the amount that you want to spend on these apps um, or if there's a cheaper supplier for the uh, raw material that you're trying to source for your new product. You don't have to stop your growth. You don't have to stop doing what you love. Just to try to save money. And that's, that's one of the bigger myths that I've seen uh, over the last three years of, of having my own business and, and, and just trying to be a better steward of my own personal money. The second thing is that uh, savings has to equal a savings account. And that's just not the case, um, especially with like the lowest interest rates on savings accounts ever over the last, as long as I can remember. Um, the, the interest that we get on our savings account is generally not worth keeping that money there. Um, there are so many other options where you could either earn more interest or you could invest that money. Again, um, I am not an investment coach. If you want to invest your money, please find a really good financial advisor and talk to them. But just because you're trying to save money does not mean that you have to throw it all into a savings account. You can do so much more with your money than just holding it in one 0.01% interest per year account. The third myth, and probably my favorite myth, um, kind of starts with the mindset change. So have you ever sat and thought to yourself, like looking at your income statement, that if you could just get another client or you could just get another project, you could just launch another product um, that you would make more money and all of your issues would be solved. Um, that generally just things will get better if you make more money. And that might well be true, but if your spending habits don't actually change and you don't make an effort to analyze where your money is going, the fact that you're making more money does not mean that things are going to get better. Um, and especially in a business, when you're making more money, you typically have to pay more taxes, uh, self-employment taxes. And if you are still not being the best steward of your business money or your business statements, then you may find that come September 15th on our tax deadline for Q3 uh, that you don't have the money to pay your estimated taxes. And it uh, can generally not feel great when you've been having really, really good months and then all of a sudden you sit here and you try to figure out where you're going to get your tax payment from, even though you've made all this money for July and August for Q3. So things don't typically just get better because we make more money. I think that's something that we're all really, really well aware of, but it just stings in the moment. Um, so myth number three, my favorite and least favorite. Um, <laughs> and then myth number four is that you just don't have the time. I don't have the time to budget. I don't have the time to fix my spending habits. Um, I can't afford to fix my spending habits. I can't afford to hire somebody to help me with my financials. Um, and all of that, when you really look at your cost versus benefit analysis, you can find the time. You can find the funding to hire somebody. It's again that analyzing your spending, finding out what's important to you and to your business, and prioritizing your expenses in a way that will help you succeed in the long run. So we have talked about some of the good financial habits that look great on paper. Um, and some of the financial habits that are typically a little bit more on the myth side of things that we uh, don't need to adhere to anymore. Um, I want to talk about some that might be a little bit easier if you're trying to 
switch up your financial habits, if you're trying to implement new ones, if you want a better financial routine for your business, uh, some habits that I think would be really, really good first steps and are a little bit on the softer side of implementation. So they might not be as um, harsh to start out with. So the first one, again, something I've talked about many, many, many times on this podcast um, and on Instagram and, and just in general is finding a way, whether it's through a spreadsheet or whether it's through QuickBooks or Zero or FreshBooks, get an app that will take your financial data and turn them into actionable financial statements. In order for you to understand where your money is going, where your revenue is coming from, um, any kind of key performance indicator metric that you might want to learn about, you have to get these financial statements. You have to know where things are being spent, where things are being spent. You have to know where dollars are being spent and where dollars are coming in from in order to make decisions that are going to impact the future of your business. If you just look at your bank statement and you look at your daily amount of cash that's in your bank, that is not telling you anything. It's not telling you how much money you might have coming in in the next month. It's not telling you how your income has trended over the year. It's not telling you which expenses you have coming up. It's giving you a right now picture. And in order to make these financial decisions that are going to impact your business, you have to have data that is from last year, this year, January to September. Um, and you need to have the data that gives you the ability to make future predictions so that we can look at 2023 coming up soon and look at where our estimated taxes for that year are going to be so we can build a budget for 2023. Um, those financial statements for this like thousandth time on this podcast are so, so, so important. So please find a way to create some financial statements, get them going in a software app, um, and learn how to read those financial statements. We have so many great episodes on them. We have a whole story highlight on Instagram about this um, where we can kind of educate you in a quick but beneficial way on how to read those financial statements and make proper decisions off of them. Kind of trailing off that first habit, um, the second habit I want to talk about is building a business budget. Uh, so you might very well have a personal budget for yourself and your family. But building a business budget is really, really key to maintaining the level of net income that you want to uh, withhold for the year to being able to pay yourself the amount of money that you want to pay um, and really managing those expenses. So if you have something like QuickBooks, they have a built-in budget section um, depending on your subscription level, but you can so easily create a budget off of a spreadsheet um, using the income statement and the data that it gives you. So with building a business budget, what you essentially just want to do is take your prior numbers and build off of that. You can make it slightly lofty and put your goals in there. But the most important thing to do is to know where you were and where you want next year to go or next quarter to go. Um, you can make budgets as Kind of linear as you want you can make a monthly budget you can make a quarterly budget you can make a yearly budget you can make budgets on your projects you can make budgets for your products you can 
make a budget per client if you're a service-based business. There are so many things you can do with budgets that will just give you so much more financial information. And as your budget is going through the period that you set the budget for, you're able to go back and look at it and either make adjustments or tighten up on your spending, raise your revenue um, by raising your prices. The budget gives you so much data and information just like an income statement would. And so those are super, super important as a business owner. The third habit that I want to talk about is um, possibly slightly controversial. Um, and it is that I want you to pay yourself out of the money that you're earning. Um, I know that that can be a little bit difficult, uh, especially if you're not earning as much as you'd hope to, or you want to build a reserve in your business accounts. That's totally fine. The problem that we run into with a lot of the clients that come to us is that they haven't paid themselves in six months. They have this huge reserve fund sitting in their account um, and they keep bringing in revenue, but they don't pay themselves out of that revenue. The thing with this business and with any business that you've created, um, why do it if you're not able to pay yourself? That's the point of um, running a business, right? We're starting this business. We're doing all this work. We're doing hard work, hard, hard, hard work. Um, your marketing, your operations, you're the product creator, you're the service provider, you are pretty much everything as the solo entrepreneur. But a lot of people don't pay themselves for that level of work that they're doing. And that's a huge problem for me. If we look at your books and we find that you haven't been paying yourself, I will adamantly in our meeting tell you that you need to start paying yourself and we'll find out what that number is what you can afford to pay yourself, how often you can afford to pay yourself. But it is so important that we don't sit here and we do all this work um, and we stress about our business, we love our business, but we never get rewarded for it financially. My final point on this issue of paying yourself that I really want to make, and I want you guys to listen to this one, is paying yourself out of your business does not look like using your business card to buy lunch for that day or to go shopping, or to buy your groceries. Paying yourself still has to be kept separate from your business transactions. And depending on the structure of your business, it can look like taking a draw out of your account. It can look like a payroll if you're an S corporation. It can look like a guaranteed payment if you're a partnership. There are specific rules on how you pay yourself depending on what your tax structure is. And so it's really, really important that if you haven't done this yet, that you reach out to somebody who can help you figure out how exactly you pay yourself. Um, but we still want to keep those business and personal transactions separated. We don't want to pierce that corporate veil by buying things for ourselves out of our business account. What you want to do is take a set amount of money, whether it's payroll, a draw, a guaranteed payment, and transfer that to your personal account. And you still want to make all your personal purchases out of your personal account. So that is super, super, super important point. Um, just let me hammer that into your brains right now. <laughs> My last point that I want to talk about and um, another important financial habit that I would love it if everybody kind of got in the groove of is setting aside a portion of your revenue for your tax bill. The hardest thing to do, like I mentioned earlier, is 
making your estimated tax payment, but you don't know where that money is going to come from. Uh, it still has to be done. It has to be done on a quarterly basis. Uh, if you don't make your estimated tax bill payment one quarter, you have to essentially add it on to your next quarter, and then you've added on more money that you have to find. And so the easiest way to set aside funding for your tax bill is to take what you've earned for the month, and when all those payments come in, set aside 15% for those taxes. Uh, it also is dependent based on your tax bracket. You want to cover some of your income tax as well, then you have to multiply it by whatever percentage of your whatever your percentage of your tax bracket is. If you are a service provider and you're getting paid at the first of the month, all your payments are coming in at the first, make that transfer to your tax holding account like on the second. As soon as all that money comes in, move that money over, out of sight, out of mind. It should be in a separate bank account. You don't want to hold these tax payments in your regular operating account. Um, and then don't touch it. <laughs> don't touch it until your tax payment deadline um, and then make that payment directly out of your tax account. Um, this is a super important habit. You don't want to run into an underpayment penalty when it comes to filing your taxes. Um, you don't want to run into any issues really with your cash flow around your taxes. And this again helps you with your budgeting. It helps you figure out how much you have to pay in. Um, and as your revenue increases, your estimated tax bill will increase as well. So if you're just doing a set percentage every month, even though that revenue is increasing, unfortunately your transfer to your tax holding account will increase, but you know that all that money is set aside over in a tax account and you don't have to worry about it until your payment is made. So that one Super important, maybe the hardest to implement because we don't want to think about taxes. We want to use our money as operating money. Um, one of the hardest mindsets to get out of is that it's okay, I'll make up for it next month and I'll transfer more next month. That's really, really hard to do um, because next month you could have a huge expense and you could need more of that money um, that you don't want to transfer to your tax account then the next month. And then your tax account looks very sad and depleted and you don't have enough to make your tax payment and you have to find cash somewhere else. And that's not anything that we want to do. So all of those habits, uh, super easy in my mind to start implementing today. Um, so reviewing your financial statements and understanding what they're telling you, making your um, business budget and reviewing it periodically. And by periodically, I mean often, um, paying yourself, as the person who's doing most of the work in your business, if not all of it, and then saving for your estimated taxes. So those four, super, super important um, and should not be too harsh to implement right away. So give those a try. If you have any questions about them, please email me or send me an Instagram message. Um, we are here if you guys need help with any of it. Uh, and I Hope it goes well. I'd love to hear your feedback on if you do try to implement anything and if it's difficult, if it was easy, if you found that it didn't help at all, please let me know. Um, <laughs> but I would just love to hear your feedback on if you guys try any of these habits and uh, try implementing them in the next couple of months before we do taxes in January. So I 
really appreciate you guys listening. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, thank you so much for being here and listening and being on this little podcast journey with me. Uh, It really means a lot to me. And I will see you guys next Wednesday. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and follow Tatum Accounting on Instagram. You can also do us a huge favor by leaving a review. It's the best way to support us. Let's catch up next week, same time, same place.